The following is an original, actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast featuring comedians and improvisers in the great state of Vermont. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on Improvised Weapons. That's for short, short-range disappearance. I'll cut this out. This is not important. <laughs> I love being tied up as much as the next dwarf. Play with your minor illusion. We all know what that means. I want to check out the red stripe colony. My, be- my beast, my beast thing. Yeah, you can have her pause. Yeah, let's keep on creeping on. What are you gonna do? Skin them and wear their skin? <laughs> Big news to start off with today, we are officially up on Spotify! That's right, IWVTV invaded all your platforms, yo! There are so many ways for you to listen to us that at this point you'd have to actively try not to. And trying is for chumps. So just relax, let us take you on an audio adventure. Now, let's hit it and crit it. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on the show, the party hatched and enacted their plan to creep past the Vegapygmy colonies. They donned various disguises, including ghillie suits, and even went as far as to make Yarfik up to look like a Vegapygmy. Alongside their disguises, Olash summoned a creature from her bag of tricks, a slick, stealthy lioness named Saren, who scouted ahead of the party to make sure the coast was clear. There were several close calls, as the Vegapygmies were all quite active but the party made it past the two colonies unscathed. They trailed a group of Vegapygmies on their way to make an offering at the Shrine of Light, but spooked them amongst the tall grasses. Reacting quickly, Cassian and Eowyn simultaneously cast sleep and put the whole group down in one fell swoop. Then, Cassian and Olash went about slitting all their throats so they wouldn't cause further trouble. (laughs) With nothing between them and the light, they continued on to the rear of the cavern. There, they found a stand of three trees, flanked by the river on one side and a magma flow on the other. The foremost tree has a hole in its trunk, out of which shines a bright white light. And that is where we pick up. You've emerged from the tall grass at the edge of the crater. There's a well-worn natural ramp going down the ten feet to the crater floor. What are y'all doing? Are there any other pygmies in sight? Uh, Roll perception. 15. 19. 13. 15. 6. <laughs> what about for uh, for Saren? You guys still have a lion oh, with right, you. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, 21. <laughs> Whoa. This cat is more perceptive than all of us. <laughs> and as we know, Olash perceives everything that the lion perceives. <laughs> this is true. Damn, she's uh, she's got keen eyes. So uh, looking around, you sort of, you, uh, you all are, you know, you, you're beholden with this breathtaking sight in front of you, this large crater, the river, the magma, uh, there's plant life galore. There's sort of this like carpet almost of green moss that leads all the way to the stand of trees at the end that's flanked by small purple and yellow flowers on either side. You can see at the very back, there's a small stand of uh, blue flowers and a small stand of red flowers on either side of the trees. But you don't see... uh, you don't see any ambulatory life. Uh, it seems to all be vegetation and all pretty stationary. All right, let's hustle down there. Well, can I look in the package first and see if we have the right flowers? 
just to be sure. Sure. So open it up and take a look. So you uh, you unroll the bundle, and there is a single long-stemmed red flower in there. Oh, okay. I roll it back up. Sweet. Let's go, right? Yeah. Cool. All right, we head down to the thing. <laughs> <laughs> so you all slide in. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, we can't see that, so that's hysterical. You didn't really miss much. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you all uh, slide in, walking down this sort of green carpet, down to the stand of trees, and you find yourself at the stand of trees. All right. Um, <gasps> I poke them. No. Can I look at either side to see what these purple and yellow markings are? Because I'm curious. They're flowers. Great. Purple and yellow flowers. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Cool. Do we feel... Any different? <laughs> Tell me. Hold up. How's it? Uh, just like I don't know. Like, feel, feel like how? Like emotionally. I feel like I've learned and grown. And uh, you guys are all way. taken by a sense Whoa. of ennui. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. It's uh, emotionally you don't feel any different. The, uh, I mean, obviously the light here is very bright. You are standing directly in front of the source of light. Uh, it's very warm, not necessarily like overly hot, but it feels like a warm summer's day sort of standing directly in front of this. There is heat coming off of the magma, so you do feel more heat coming from your right. Uh, it's not affecting your mood, unless you have an aversion to sunlight, in which case, you know, you'd be all like, I have sensitive eyes. Um. <laughs> you go into Doug because he has sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> um, Always wearing sunglasses. Oh my I... god, does that power let you make sunglasses? Because if so, game changer. I can't. Like I ended beast, the beast sense, right? Or did I start it again? Either. Uh, I... You you had ended it to murder the pig. To murder the pigs. Okay. <laughs> Um, to right, cool. cold bloodedly <laughs> shank them in the neck. <laughs> If it, if it uh, makes you feel better, I felt real bad when I did it. I thought I, you were going to say, if it makes you feel better, I felt nothing. <laughs> I was sorry in all of their ears right before I did it. It does make me feel better. Can we look around um, the, the trees that are... I, I'm checking Are you the, looking for anything in particular? Just, uh, you know, like a, something that's going to end. Any money? Yeah. <laughs> anything in particular. Trinkets, I don't know. Uh, roll investigation. You don't have any cigarettes? While this is happening, Yarfik is kneeling down and praying to Ajia a prayer of thanks for bringing us here. Okay. Well, I got a four. I did not succeed. I got a three plus seven. seven. Fourteen, so thirteen. Nineteen for me. You have negative investigation. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you all start to sort of search around, barring Yarfik, who is praying to Ajia. Can, and... can Saren investigate? Sure. Haha, always better than me. <laughs> um, oh no. <laughs> that's intelligence, right? Uh, yes. I believe so, so I rolled a 16, so mm. that's um, a 12. Oh, wow. <laughs> Lions ain't smart. Not a smart cat. So, in looking around, you don't find anything in terms of uh, money or trinkets you're sort of inspecting like the trees themselves the the bark on them the roots um I Cassian also look for worms oh yeah earthworm jim is there yeah <laughs> yay uh, he travels jim. fast <laughs> yeah that worm traveled 4 miles in the time it took you guys to travel 4 miles uh, which either means he's a really great worm or you guys suck <laughs> Uh, anyway, I that worm special. To, no, know, let's not quantify it that way. That. Uh, Cassian, in uh, searching around, you're looking at the roots of the two trees in the rear. 
and you notice that the the ground by them is very soft, um, and it looks like it's been sort of dug up and then refilled in more than once. Hmm. Ildov, would you like, you want to maybe move some of this earth aside and just see? I think something might be buried here. Oh yeah, of course. I just I don't want to get my hands dirty. I just had a manicure. You know? <laughs> I'm not going to get my hands dirty either. I'm just going to use I know. earth. <laughs> uh, I know. That's why I asked you. Oh, so no one has to get their hands dirty. <laughs> right. Just well, Olash. We're turn having this Olash. conversation. Yeah. Olash. <laughs> Olash is just what? digging. Just elsewhere. Not even in the right place. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's picked a spot over by the, the river, and she's just like full on yeah. shoveling between her legs. <laughs> um, for the listener... Nicole is making an adorable little digging motion like some sort of mole or Imagine a doggy dirt. paddle, but yeah. in dirt. But in dirt. And then imagine a, a giant half orc doing that. Yes. <laughs> uh, so you're gonna use mold earth to move some of the, the dirt out of the way? Yes. So you use mold earth and you move this sort of five foot cube of dirt uh, up and you know, to the side, and uh, all you see under it is roots. Hmm. I wonder if that's where they're planting the flowers or something. Maybe. Yeah. I thought that they were just leaving the flowers as like a... An offering. Do we see the flowers anywhere? You see a stand of flowers uh, off to the side behind the stand of trees. Uh, there are blue flowers by the river and red flowers by the magma, but it's just like a little patch of those flowers growing. Otherwise, you don't see any evidence of flowers being sort of like left anywhere. How high hmm. up in that front tree is the light? The light, uh, the hole that the light is coming out of is about eight feet up the tree. So I can jump it? <laughs> you can just reach up. You can reach it. It's only eight feet. I mean, I yes, you can <laughs> jump it. But you can also just reach up because you're like seven feet tall. I would prefer to jump. Sure. <laughs> Let me just check on my way Why don't down. you just jump and look first, Olash, and then we can get a feel for how easy it would right. be to take out of the tree. I jump and look. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you just standing high jump. Uh, what is it, like 12 feet in the air? <laughs> Something like and that. And then as you come down, you look, and uh, it is a blindingly bright white light. You ah! can't see anything inside. Yeah, you come down, and you're immediately just, like, rubbing your eyes. Uh, you, that dot, that, like, purplish white dot is definitely in your vision for a little bit right now. Uh, but but you don't see anything, Just just bright whiteness all right i i only saw bright whiteness <laughs> all right <laughs> it was blinding you were blinded by the light i was blinded by the oh. light <laughs> <laughs> it was bound to happen eventually we might as well get it out of the way yeah. now yeah. yeah um i think we might as well try and get it out right would you uh, ilda would you care to detect magic on the object and i, and I if it is a magical object i can identify it and then we can take it. Uh, we'll know if it has any sort of yes, dangerous sure. properties. Sure, okay. Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I cast Detect Magic. Okay. So, uh, Ildov, you cast Detect Magic, and the that tree lights up like fucking Christmas. <laughs> Merry uh, Christmas, but is it like, everyone. Is it, like the, is it Christmas like in that video of the house with the crazy lights that mm. um, like that like change, yeah, that change along to the song? No, I would say it's more like uh, like a like a classy Rockefeller Center. Mm. Oh, classy. Yeah. Well, oh. Like if that were that classy. classy. <laughs> I mean, like I you guess. could totally imagine people ice skating under this thing. 
Oh, I can use Guys, I think some real bougie gods enchanted me. Yeah. Are there people that have trouble imagining ice skating happening? I don't know. Sure. Probably. People that have never ice skated. Yeah, there are I guess. people who have never ice skated. I guess. But, uh, but no, the, the, the tree uh, under your detect magic spell lights up almost as like blindingly white as the, the light coming out of it. The entire tree? The tree as a whole, yes, but it's definitely concentrated around mm. the, the hole. Well, then. Uh, yeah. So I guess there's some magic here. Oh, okay. <laughs> you're, under, you're underselling it, Ildav. Um, oh, this isn't just a really, really bright candle. I'll <laughs> <laughs> um, identify lantern. on the thing. On the bright white light. Okay. Are you are you casting it or using the arcane diviner? Let's do the arcane diviner. Arcane so diviner. you uh, whip out the arcane diviner, which is this cobbled together contraption of wood and metal and dials, uh, with this purple sheen on it, uh, and you use it in the way that you were instructed. And by Fizzweave. By Fizzweave. And it, uh, you, uh, at first you, you sort of cast Identify with it uh, without touching the tree, and nothing happens. It sort of like sparks and fizzles. Uh-huh. Then you take a step closer and actually touch the diviner to the tree. Mm-hmm. And just as the spell is about to go off, you can feel sort of the, the arcane energies build within you and channel into the diviner. A pair of yellow eyes open above the hole. And then a golden line begins to trace above the eyes, continues down the trunk, forming this sort of humanoid shape. And continues all the way down, forming an arm further down the torso, a leg up another leg back up the other side, the rest of the torso, the arm, back up until it forms a head. And once they meet at the top, there's this bright flash. And then out of the tree steps a bark-covered, roughly feminine form. It looks like a miasma of bark and wood that's been compressed into flesh. And it moves somewhat stiffly, kind of like a marionette. Standing six feet tall, bristling with small leaves, the being inhales deeply and stretches its limbs, and you hear cracks and creaks. And after exhaling fully, it looks down uh, at you, Aeon, since you're the one in front of it, with a a neutral expression on its face. And and you notice, um, especially with your passive perception, Mm -hmm. that it has uh, eyes, nose, and mouth, but they're not moving. Um, mm-hmm. They look like they're carved out of the wood, similar to like uh, like a jack o' lantern, uh, though they're not that sort of like jagged. Not scary. Okay. No, uh, but it looks it down at you, green. and it makes this sort of series of clicks and wheezes, and then mm-hmm. it wipes its hand down over its face, and the expression changes. Whoa! <laughs> into a frown, and it sort of cocks its head at you. Confusedly, I, I shove the flower to Eowyn. Does the uh, the light stay in the tree? The light is in the creature's chest. Wow! Uh, so if you picture like uh, Iron Man's repulsor, mm-hmm. it's that location. <clears throat> and the light, it, it, when you say that its features are like a jack lantern, like that light is pouring out of them. Uh, no, the light pouring out of the creature's face is like a a bright, but not as bright as the the light in its chest, yellow. Okay, welcome. I say hello. I'm Cassian von Demos, uh, gentleman adventurer. 
gosh, what to say? Hero, hero, hero of destiny. That's maybe the most relevant here. We need the light in your chest. Uh, can I try to telepathically communicate with this? Uh, so this is all happening at the same time. She, uh, this, this creature once again is sort of cocking its head with this frowned expression on its face, looking around at all of you as you speak. And then Ildov, you, you try to speak telepathically to it. So what are you saying? Hello. Hi. Uh, we mean no harm. <laughs> we are simply, um, looking for something that will uh, help us defeat a great evil. As you begin to sort of speak to her, uh, her face just turns quickly and she locks eyes with you. She wipes her hand back over her face and the, it turns to a smile. Oh, hi. <laughs> and her eyes flash and you feel a presence in your mind mm -hmm. very briefly. And this is different than when someone responds to you telepathically as mm -hmm. they have before. You can feel this presence searching. And then, in common, she says, There, that will make this easier for us all. But you notice that her mouth doesn't move when she speaks. Did we hear that? You all heard it. She said Whoa, this out loud. loud. Uh, oh, yeah, that is handy. Oh, all right. Wow. Yes, okay. hello. Hi. Hi. Good call. Olash, say, say hello. Hi. <laughs> She's still, still digging like, over there. Oh, Lars, did you yeah. see this? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and she she sort of looks around at all of you and says, You look different. Your kinds are unknown to me. What are you? Heroes. <laughs> I'm Eowyn Oromora. What kind are you used to? How, how are we different? Usually it's the small ones, oh, the, the, the green yeah, ones. Yeah. ones. That one is green, but much bigger. Can someone press the digitation <laughs> me, please, and make me not look like a pygmy anymore? This oh, yes. one looks this one? normal, <laughs> but a bit large. Right. Yes. Hey, yes, I, I, I'm pretty well suited for my size. <laughs> We're creatures from the surface world. I, I'm a human. Uh, Yafik here is a dwarf. Olash is, a, is an orc. Half-orc. Um, Half-orc, excuse, excuse me. me. Pardon, pardon me, Olash, sorry. Uh, uh, Eowyn is an elf, and... Uh, wait, should I say Ildov, or... What the hell is your fake name again? I've already forgotten. <laughs> we, like we, we use it so the, rarely. I feel like we could use Ildov here. Okay. Um, I'm half-elf. Ildov is a half-elf. Human. And Saren here is a lion. You're a real Benetton ad over here. Elf, half orc, half elf lion. <laughs> I, I have not seen you before. Are you here to make an offering? Oh, wait, did we already leave Partly. a flower? No. Listen, we did bring a flower, but. We're just as confused by you. <laughs> Hello, who are you? What's your deal? I am the heart of the mountain. The heart of the mountain. You see the heart of the mountain. That's exactly I I know no other name or calling. How long have you been here? I don't know. At first I wasn't, and now I am. Let me ask you something. Um, how... How would you say you would do at defeating a monstrous godspawned abomination? Would that be something you were interested in? <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, uh, well, uh, 
Which word? Uh, monstrous? <laughs> Is there a threat? Yes. yes. Very much so. A very Large big one. one. I don't see one. No, it's not here at the moment. We're sort of we're sort of out ahead of it, trying to try to preempt it a bit. It's on the surface, but it, if left unchecked, it will spread to consume everything, including you and your diminutive worshippers down here. She uh, she looks up and wipes her hand uh, back down over her face, and her expression just goes neutral. So the the mouth is just sort of like a straight line, slit straight going across. Uh, also very similar to Iron Man's mask. Mm-hmm. And she uh, she says, this danger is unlikely to find its way here. It does not worry me. If it worries you so, you are welcome to stay and be safe. Be warm in my light. Well, it's a little hard to be safe here, though, with with your with your worshippers uh, attacking anything that's not them. Mm. Right, and the thing is, we'd be safe down here, theoretically, possibly, but up on the surface, there are millions and, and millions of book uh, people, <laughs> as well, who would be hurt. Countless souls who don't know my name yet, and those that did nothing to deserve the fate that's brought to them. Life can be both kind and cruel. Skies are blue and blood is red. What do you know about skies? (laughs) (laughs) Who told you about skies? She wipes her hand over her face and it goes back to a frown. (laughs) Sorry, I'm sorry. And you notice the eyes are a little bit closer together. (laughs) She's cross-eyed now? (laughs) No, more like scrutiny. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We we Um, were sent here to find something that can help save the world from this evil by the gods themselves. We're not here on our own. We were told to be here. We were prophesied to be here, and we need the help of whatever it is. Your reasons are your reasons. They are not mine. Once again, I am safe here. My people are safe here. Why do you think that? Why do you think you, like... This, e- this evil is not going to get you here. This is the first talk I have had in I don't know how long. If it took so long for anyone to find their way here from this surface, then I doubt it will happen again soon. Okay, when, but, when? but we're just like a like a ragtag band of <laughs> nerds. <laughs> yeah, if we if we made Rich it through, nerds. yeah, if we made it through, I mean, definitely a great evil can too. Not to mention the evil of which we speak has access to the same lore that led us here. It it has every reason to seek you out and destroy you, because it believes you and your situation down here to be a threat to it. We can protect ourselves. I can protect myself. And as she says that, uh, she extends her right arm and this large staff just sort of springs out from her palm in both directions. And then she rests it next to herself and sort of rests her weight on it a little bit. Do you care about anything aside from just just maintaining down here? I mean, 
you, you're not you're not worried at all about the terrible loss that will befall the world if you don't act. My purpose is to be, and to allow others to be. See, I think your purpose is more than that. You were created from light shed from the heavens by a, a god, and in resp- and, and you were done so in response to the creation of this evil that we're talking about. You you were meant for more than just lurking in a cave, giving light to psychotic pygmies. You, you have a you have a destiny, as as do we. You also we say all. that you are here to let others be. What greater gift to let others be than to fight against something that will not allow them to be? It is not up to me to stop the actions of others like this. Mm. If the act of one life is to end another, so it is. Goodness gracious. Do you have just like a thing that we, like, that kind of harnesses your power that we could take? (laughs) Yeah, maybe like some some kind of a sword or a blade of some description. Maybe a blinding one. I and my power are one. Did I? Oh my God, did are you seriously gonna have to kill this I tree? Don't want to. Uh, what, <laughs> Do I have to kill this tree with my <laughs> rod of the pact keeper? Is what? that what's happening? I right hope. Now? All right. Well, oh, oh, listen. listen. <laughs> uh, what's your name? Oh, right. Heart of the mountain. Heart of the mountain. Uh, did my identify spell work on it? Did I get any information? No. Ugh. Fizzweave. No, it's not your fault. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I cursed your name. The uh, the second time it didn't actually even fully cast. It almost seemed like it was stopped halfway. So you technically still have another charge in it. Well, uh, I we, we we need you. We need you. We need your power. We cannot leave unless we have it. You haven't made an offering. All right, let's get the flower. the flower. Present. The flower. <laughs> I, I unroll the flower and I, I present her with the flower. I make a minor illusion of like a little trumpet, like a like a little circumstance. It's a Venezuela. So, Yarfik, how are how are you presenting this flower? Walk me through. I'm unrolling it gingerly, and then I'm going to hold as much of it as I can in my hands and do a kneel down in front of her and give it to her. So you're presenting it sort of like a like a knight presenting a sword to their king? Uh, yeah, kind of. Like like palms up in deference? Yes, yes. yes. Okay. Sam is going like this. Like, uh, like <laughs> raising the roof, if you will. <laughs> like but, opening a window. But this way. Yes. Instead of this way. Yes. Uh, like opening a window. Like you're yes. raising someone else's roof. <laughs> Now we're just going full on in sync. Wow, Fred. Fred, are you okay? I'm good. We're all good. Okay. One of those weird Chicago earthquakes. So uh, you you present the red flower to her, and she looks down, uh, wipes her hand back over her face, and it turns back into a smile. And she says, Ah, the flowered one has the honor. Am I about to be deflowered? Oh boy. Uh, Yafik's a virgin, everyone! (laughs) (laughs) I'm a virgin to trees. Yeah. (laughs) 
We don't want to do emergency. I feel like that didn't need to be stated. I assumed all five of us. But I think Virgin to Trees is probably the name of the episode now. Um, so, um, so she, uh, she says that you say that, um, and then she says, "The body is taken and broken, oh, and washed away." Oh no! And as she says that, from uh, from the two trees uh, behind her, Uh-oh. climbing down out of the uh, the branches and leaves, these two small creatures that look like they're just sort of like ambulatory bundles of sticks. And they they climb down somewhat laboriously all the way down to the ground, to the roots, uh, and then they start stalking forward and and approaching Yarfik. Wait, wait, wait. No one is breaking Yarfik's body. We're a friend. He, he's our friend. <laughs> we need his body not broken. <laughs> the offering is being given. Four come, three leave. There uh, all right. are more than four of us. <laughs> Perhaps if if four true. come, could four leave and you be one of the four? But no, we're... There are six of you. <laughs> I draw my rapier and stand in front of Yarfik. No, don't. Cassian, don't do this. What do you mean, don't do this? You want to die? No, I don't want to die, but I, I want to see if we can see where this goes and maybe she'll come with us. This, I'm <laughs> fine. I mean, we need some time to talk here, and I'm just trying to keep these things away from you. I don't know if we have time. She's going to break your body, Arthur. <laughs> 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 She's pretty clear. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Cassian, you, ha- you have time to say something. What do you want to say? That is not the sort of offering that we'll be making today. Uh, we'll offer you something else. A song! <laughs> and I whip out my mandolin, and I just, I just play the most, the, the, the most lovely song that this tree has ever heard. That's a, it's about uh, light in darkness and, and suns deep underground and uh, living forests and, and just trees and mold and magma and all the good stuff that this tree is into. And, and I can and it, construct and a special crossword if you have any occasions <laughs> or make put special words in there, like lead to a fun little surprise for a loved one. or what, what, um, uh, Olash also sings... I've made, I've made a new ale for you here. That I, I've had in my pack for a bit. If you'd like to try some beer. I'm already playing this song, by the way. Ildov, what's your offering? Everyone else has made one. And what's Saren going to give? Um, Saren gives her. I am. Um, oh, I disguise myself as Doug, and I'm just like drumming along. To guess his song. Yeah. On your ghost drums. Yeah. Okay, so we try to play music to prevent Yarfik to be broken. Does uh, that work? Roll, uh, Cassian, roll persuasion with advantage <laughs> since everyone's backing you up. Yeah, okay. Yeah, if it wasn't clear, I am playing tambourine. Oh, I figured. Okay. That was like, very clear. Nat 20! Nat 20? You got a natural 20? <laughs> yes, I did. Oh my god. Thanks to the advantage. The other Sam one is so frustrated. <laughs> no, this is this is fun. Uh, I'm, I'm having fun. <laughs> um, Just say it a little less angrily, Sam. I'm having fun. <laughs> so she uh, she raises her hand, and the two small twig creatures stop in their tracks. And the crossword worked, guys. <laughs> and she she looks at you, Cassian, and she goes, "What?" Do you call this? <laughs> oh. I call it music. Uh, this 
This song specifically is called Ballad of the Undertree. <laughs> I like music. Right? Yeah, we've got some sick demo tapes if you want to. <laughs> and if this great evil destroys everything, music won't exist anymore. Yeah, well, yeah, there's no music down here at all. It's all on the surface. I would not like that. But I cannot leave. If I leave, this life ends. Like everything down here? Bring them with you. They can help. <laughs> <laughs> It's that is, is a fantastic idea, Olaf. I don't know why I didn't think of that. Only them, the the trees, the plants, the grass. It all will end. It all lies with me. I I I, I certainly can understand your your hesitation. Uh, just I mean to be clear, the upper world is about. 10,000 times bigger than this and it's full of trees and grass and animals of every shape and size and, and, and people, other creatures like us who make music and sing and, and laugh and live and... And lots more flowers that you can just take yourself. You don't need... But it does not depend on me. Oh. Yeah, there's At this that's... moment it does. Is there a... Is there something we could like... Do you have like a gift shop? I came into the weird. It's run by a giant spider up near the entrance. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, darn it. (laughs) We didn't notice the gift shop. We just walked right by it. You guys, did you get the uh, I went to the thicket that should not be and all I got was a stupid t shirt? (laughs) (laughs) I got a fun. I got a fun eraser. (laughs) We have Rubik's Cubes. I say, is there any way you could lend us a portion of your power, like an enchant something for us? Or She wipes her hand over her face again, and this sort of thinking expression uh, pops up, you know, like brow uh, furrowed, and she sort of crosses her arms a little bit and thinks to herself. She um, lifts her, her left arm and she tries to reach into the hole in her chest and the arm goes in much farther than you'd think it should be able to. <laughs> oh. Oh. Almost oh, as if it's like an extra dimensional space. Ooh. Um, <laughs> and uh, she, she wipes her right hand over her face and this look of, of like sort of intensity and frustration is on yeah. it. Eowyn, <laughs> do you need oh. to take a moment? What? <laughs> she really into this pain. Okay. She, you can. She, she starts to make these sounds of of uh, struggling, like like it, it hurts what she's doing, and then oh. she she reaches back out and she's not grabbing anything, and she goes, "I cannot. My power and I are one." Mm. Is there? Anything else that could sustain life down here? Yeah, can we blast a hole in the cave ceiling and let the regular light in? Do you have the strength to rid us of the whole mountain overhead? I don't think we do. I mean, Olaf is pretty strong. I jump 
up into the air with like my fist straight up. So you jump up into the air, uh, even with your 10 foot running start, you can still only make it, what, like 24 feet up? Uh, so you just sort of jump up, come back down, you land easily. I say no. We <laughs> I mean, how long do you have? Because I th- can't Eeldolf like mold Earth for like three hundred years. We're not doing that, guys. I think we. I. I uh, can, but only five cubic feet at a time. <laughs> so. How long it, would, it would be five cubic feet every six seconds to dig up a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> I love Eeldolf. Like I'm trying to communicate telepathically with her, forgetting that. She has to initiate it, but I'm like. So then I, I connect telepathically and go. Yes, yeah, I think we need yes. to kill her. I just think we need to kill her. You I think we need to kill her? I just feel. Wow, that does not feel right. I mean, not that this place this. down here you is. You can't so hear this. I'm oh, sorry. Here's everything said ever. His views are the best in the world. Well, this is telepathic, so. Okay, it's sorry. not about ears. <laughs> it's about mine. We're having ears. an elf conversation. It's yeah. elf things, <laughs> this is guys. Just elf things. <laughs> Hashtag just elf things. Yeah. Um, so uh, while you two were having this conversation, she uh, uh, wipes her hand over her face again. It goes back to that neutral expression. And she looks at all of you and says, um, we have tarried long enough. You came to me. The offering must be made. And then she raises her right hand again, similarly to how she did before when the two uh, small twig creatures crawl down out of the trees and the, uh, the, the branches and the leaves begin to move and sway again. And then the roots of the trees begin to lift. No, thank you. Out of the ground. Oh, boy. We've been here before. It's like she oh, wasn't gosh. even listening to the song. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the two trees animate and awaken. As that as that's happening, mm-hmm. I turn to Olash and I just yell, "Fastball special now!" Trying to get her to pick me up and throw me at her ch- at the chest and like <laughs> stick my hand in. Don't go to the. You want to go to the? You know what? You do you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. You can follow us on all the things at IWVTCast, and you can check out the other great podcasts from Puma Knife at TeamPumaKnife.com. This episode dropped on October 3rd, which means we are one month to the day away from our live shows at CarnageCon 21. Come join us on November 3rd at the Killington Grand Resort Hotel for a live podcast recording and our D&D improv show, plus all the other con-based fun. All the deets can be found at CarnageCon.com. Now, can we tell you what we want, what we really, really want? We want you to review us. We're up on yet another platform now, and we'd like to make an impression. Write us a nice review, and heck, we'll even read it on the air, cementing your fame for eons to come. For the full story from A to Z, you can head to Patreon.com slash IWVTCast to support the show. We've got all sorts of cool rewards, like a custom shout-out, an extra weekly podcast, you can even advertise on the show, and all while helping us make the show better for you. All the music on this episode was written and recorded by Adam Rabin. 
You can check out Adam's fun new EP, One of a Kind, on Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon Music. Tune in next time as the party throws down with the heart of the mountain. We'll see you on the next episode of Improvised Weapons. This has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs> <laughs>